Welcome, Gassers, to this GasCast Scout Report episode for the game against Lincoln City at Sinsel Bank on Saturday. I'm your host, Tom Metcalf, and I'm joined by Gary Hutchinson from the Stacey West website and podcast. Welcome, Gary. Thank you for having me, Tom. Ah, more than a pleasure. Uh, the Gas come into the game off the back of a 2-0 win against Northampton at the Mem last Saturday, which lifted them off the foot of the table. Goals coming from Hanlon from the penalty spot, and Jack Baldwin scoring from a scramble in the Northampton box. Lincoln are currently sitting pretty at the top of the table, having won all of their games so far, scoring nine goals in the process. Uh, Gary, couldn't have asked for a better start, really. No, it came a little bit out of the blue as well, to be honest. Um, going into the opening game of the season, obviously, it was in the Cup against Crew. Um, it was quite apprehensive. Uh, we didn't have a great pre-season in terms of results. Highest squad churn in the division as well. Um, and I, I just, it just felt like it was going to be a transitional season. And then what's happened since has been phenomenal. He's still feet on the ground stuff. Um, you know, it was a tough start. Oxford at home, last season's playoff finalists. We've had MK Dons away, which isn't particularly easy. Charlton have visited as well. So, you know, it's, it's not been a walk in the park. Yeah, um, I did have a look at your results and yeah, some unbelievable, like you said, Charlton, Oxford. Um, yeah, topping the table after playing some of those teams is extra credit for that. Um, Michael Appleton, your, your manager, came in um, when the Cowleys went to Huddersfield. Um, how has he got you playing? Yeah, quite different. Look, I mean, you guys know what it takes to probably get out of the National League and we, we did it a little bit certainly uglier than you did. So we were playing quite aggressive football. We were playing not long ball in, in what I would class the kind of Gillingham mould, but still quite a direct style of football. Um, Michael's philosophy is very different. He changed. I mean, Danny had tried to put passing stamp on the, the team at the beginning of last season. Um, and it was beginning to come to fruition. I think we won our first three games last season. Uh, but Michael's is much different. Michael is um, he's quick, quick build-up, um, short passing, much more intricate um, pat- patterns within the players. The movement is really fluid. Um, we, have, we don't create quite as many clear chances. Uh, if you look at our XG stats, we're probably just outperforming those a little bit. Um, but it, it's really quick. I mean, last night, I know it was only the EFL trophy, uh, but the three goals that we scored, I think two of them came from 50 yards through balls. You know, it's kind of FIFA on easy mode stuff at the moment. Um, and we've proven this season that we can play against teams rather than uh, we can play against their strengths rather than to our own. So certainly Oxford, you know, had lots of possession. And Michael, not renowned for the work he does without the um, but yeah, we, it, it looks really good, but you know, I, don't, I never like to be too carried away. No, I mean, well, if, if I was top of the table after four games, I'd be booking my, uh, booking my train tickets to all the away games next season. Um, you mentioned about the kind of build-up play. I mean, I mentioned at the start, you scored lots of goals. Is that, you, you mentioned like kind of XG, you just put in the chances you get away or you creating kind of not a lot? Well, first of all, we've been quite fortunate with penalties. I've got to be honest. Uh, George Grant's leading scorer in division with four goals. I think three of those have been, or two of those have been penalties. Um, and I think one of them was um, was a rebound from a penalty. Um, so we've been, but you've got to be in the box to get the penalties. You know, these aren't Tom uh, Nichols style, style dives, may I say. Um, you know, these are genuine penalties. Tom Hopper knows how to, to win a penalty. We got a really soft one against MK Dons. So in actual fact, Grant scored three penalties in the week. Um, we've looked quite good from set pieces. Lewis Monsman's a centre-half. He's got fourthers, I think, across all competitions. And they've all been popping up the back stick uh, and putting the ball in. 
as I say last night, lots of through balls. And we don't tend to be one of these teams that has the kind of pins you into the 18-yard area and, and is putting loads and loads of pressure on. It tends to be nice, patient kind of passing and build-up, but lots and lots of pace and wings as well. So goals are coming from, from all angles. I mean, Bradford, we obviously we scored five in the cup against them. Um, Long-range efforts, close-range tap-ins, breakaways. So it looks quite good. Um, at the moment, our strikers are not particularly weighing in. Uh, I think Anthony Scully's got two or three, but maybe only one in the league. Tom Hopper, I think, has got, I don't think he's got one in the league, perhaps. Um, so I think there's still more to come. Yeah, scary thought. Um, is there anyone, any kind of styles or um, systems that you seem to struggle against? Not that we've seen at the moment. Um, but then we haven't played a long ball team, so we haven't come up against a Northampton or a Gillingham. Uh, and that was kind of our Achilles heel last season. Uh, we went to Gillingham and turned in the worst performance of the season, lost 1-0. We know what they're all about. Um, I think Brandon Hamlin had a great game for them uh, that afternoon. We, we struggled to contain him. But it was a different eleven. I think there's probably two players uh, that were with us last season when we um, when we hosted you at our place that we played. That would be Harry Anderson and George Grant. Other than that, it's a completely new team. Um, you know, we, we contained Oxford who liked possession. We did the same against Charlton. Um, Mansfield tried to play play through the thirds and failed last night. We haven't come up against a direct and aggressive team, and that would be my only worry. I think with so many young players, and um, that could be a problem. Yes, um, Hanlon kind of stood out uh, against Northampton. Really, really, really bullied their centre backs on um, on Saturday, and you know uh, earned himself a penalty. It definitely wasn't a dive. Don't worry about that. Um, and kind of stepped up and yeah, slammed it into the roof of the net. So hopefully, you know, touch wood. Um, who are your kind of standout players um, that Gasset should be keeping an eye on Saturday? It would sound sickeningly sweet to say that we function so well as a team, it's hard to pick out the stars. Um, a couple of people are marking themselves out. I think George Grant, I know that the penalties that he scored, but he started really well this season. He had a reputation, I think, for being lightweight, certainly when he was at Luton Mansfield, but maybe there was a hint of an attitude problem. Um, he's been superb under Michael Appleton. Uh, he's turned into a, a versatile player. He'll play left side of attack. Um, he can play the deep line in the field role, uh, which Liam Bridcott operates in as well. Um, he's, he's so confident pinging what I call David Beckham-esque passes, you know, 50, 60 yards to feed across the field. In terms of his technical ability, he's got no place in League One. Um, and if he continues the, the vein of form that he's in, I think he may get a move. Lewis Monson was making lots of headlines. We plucked him out of the Dutch second division over the summer. Um, normally, whenever I see League One side signs player from Dutch second division, I just shake my head and think that's never going to work. Um, this kid um, scored one professional goal in two seasons. He's got four for us. Um, ball playing centre back, loves to pop up back stick. Real fan favourite. Um, another one to keep an eye out for is Sean Rowan. Uh, Sean's just 17 years old. Two months ago, if you'd asked me what he'd be doing, I said he'd probably be on loan um, in the like Northern Premier League, getting experience. He's a centre-back. He's been playing left-back for us. He's arguably been one of our best players. Um, utterly phenomenal-looking player. I think that if, if we're going to ever sell a player for a million, I think that it will probably be, be Sean Rowan. Um, and then I'd have to also mention TJ Ioma as well. He's on loan from Spurs. He was a World Cup winner with England, uh, under-17s. Again, playing right-back when he's predominantly a centre-back. Um, but I think in the style that we play, the wing-backs have really got to be attacking. They've got to be comfortable on the ball. Uh, and both of those two are. Yeah, fair enough. That's, yeah, plenty to, to worry about. 
Um, I know it's really early days, but from what you've seen, where, where do you think in the table roundabouts you'll finish? Yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because it, it is early days. And, you know, we, we were up there last season at this point and then kind of tumbled down. I seem to think you guys had a similar experience with probably in the top six or seven up until Christmas and then and kind of had a little collapse as well. Um, I would be bold and say probably around 10th would be a great place for us. But you don't know. The way that we're playing, the kind of lack of fear that some of these young players are showing um, is, you know, is really exciting. I think it's longevity is, is the key. I think um, you know again when those long when those players start playing Saturday Tuesday on heavy pitches and in freezing conditions, we pick up injuries. You know we look to have a decent size squad, but we probably haven't got as big as it as it actually looks. Um, defensively, we've got you know a handful of players that play a couple of positions. If you lose two players, you can lose four positions. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, but at the moment, on the evidence of the football that I'm seeing, I think tenth. Uh, and uh, an EFL trophy win will do me just fine. Not too much to ask. Um, as you're probably aware, uh, Gunnosaurus, the mascot for Arsenal, has been in the news for being made redundant. Uh, you were poacher the imp for 16 seasons. Um, have you got any advice for Gunnosaurus? Well, I actually met him at uh, uh, the Mascot Grand National. There's a photo of uh, me in, in my suit back in 2004 with Gunnosaurus. Um, yeah, sometimes mascots get treated badly. Um, I think Lenny was a good friend of mine at, at Bradford, the city gent, um, and he was a great big, fat, chunky fella. Like, um, and he got uh, an illness and, and slimmed right down, and they sacked him because he was no longer big and jovial. Um, lovely, lovely guy. So, you know, the, it's tough the mascot thing because you know, it's not serious, but at the same time, you know, for Jerry, who was the Arsenal, who was going to saw us, it is. It would have been his life. He started in 1993. Um, which you know is a phenomenal service. As I understand it, I think Mesut Ertzel's offered to pay for uh, his wages, though. So hopefully, there's a, a happy ending to that story. Yeah. What I mean, what can you tell us about life as a mascot? This, you're the first person I've spoken to ever that I, has been a mascot. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. All I ever wanted to do was represent Lincoln City, and I am utter garbage at football um, I can't tackle I can't shoot I can't run and I get out of breath and so the opportunity came along to be poacher when I was um, must have been 17 18 maybe something like that I can't remember exactly now and I thought I'll get into the games for free I get to wear the shirt and pitch what more could you want I'm basically a player um, and it was great yeah, the early days were the best um, because now I think football's really sanitised so the mascot you know you can't do this and you can't do that um, you know, I used to turn up to some games, absolutely steam, and been on it since 10 o'clock. And you, you just have great fun. I remember taking um, a six-point flake bottle of Newcastle Brown out onto the field um, at one point, and nobody batted an eyelid. You'd never get away with that now. There was great camaraderie uh, between the mascots. There was a group of us who would go uh, to each other's events. Um, Sheffield United mascot, Captain Blade. Um, Lenny, the city gen, was a lad called Alex from York City. Um, and they'd just be great weekends and, you know, you'd raise a little bit of money for charity, you'd have a bit of a laugh. Um, but then over time, things became sanitised and the club tried to control you a little bit more. Uh, and they'd do commercial. So they would do some commercial on a Wednesday and you'd go to the suit on the Saturday and all they've done is worn it, stuck it back in the bag. So you're putting it on and it's got somebody else's four-day stale sweat on it and you've got to go out and do your bit on the pitch as well, um, which wasn't pleasant. It's probably no coincidence that I met my girlfriend shortly after giving up being poacher rather than while I was actually doing it. 
Yeah, stinking of someone else's sweat. Um, if listeners want to hear more, uh, you've, you've uh, actually written a book uh, entitled Suited and Booted, uh, My Life as Lincoln City Mascot Poacher the Imp, uh, which is available from all reputable bookshops and also Amazon. Um, poacher the Imp, sorry. I don't understand the link. What's, why Poacher? <laughs> Do you know what? It actually, it was after I gave up that I realised what the link was. Um, because there's a famous song called The Lincolnshire Poacher which kind of, um, and I always thought that was it. But then they also meant poacher as in gold poacher. And it only occurred to me when I was editing my book. And it's like, ah, oh, that's what poacher means. So, um, yeah, not the, not the sharpest tool in the books. Oh, it's much closer than Gunnosaurus. I'm not even going to get into it. That's horrendous. Um, getting back on track with the football. Um, looking ahead to Saturday, could I trouble you for a score prediction? Yep, and I change my prediction on every single medium that I uh, go on to, so I'm right at least once. Um, I, I don't want, I never want to be disrespectful to our opponents. I'm an eternal pessimist, uh, but I do feel that we'll continue our winning run um, this weekend. I think we'll win 2-0, which probably means we'll lose 1-0, as long as it's not Tom Nichols throwing himself to the end in the area uh, and, and the penalty going in. I don't Oh, you'll be glad to know uh, he's moved on to Crawley Town uh, this summer, so no chance of it. Honestly, I think I think you'll win. Uh, I'm going to be realistic, uh, but I think I think we'll get a goal. I just I've got one of those feelings. I think we might get one. Well, uh, I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, thank you very much, Gary, for your time. Um, and thank you guys for listening uh, if you enjoyed this uh, please think about leaving us a review on iTunes and subscribe to GasCast podcast across all your social media platforms and just leaves me to say up the gas <laughs> <laughs>